Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104. It's Room 104, it's Cormac and Saoirse here. Every Monday we like to bring on the experts, we like to bring on our resident medical expert to share her insights and her infinite knowledge and wisdom. And uh, We're delighted to welcome back live from New York City, the wonderful Dr. Jennifer Wider. How are things, Doc? Thanks, guys. What a nice intro. I think I'm going to print it out on a t-shirt for myself when I need a new <laughs> Oh, you will be laminated for you and send it over if you want. <laughs> I would appreciate that. Thank you. All is well. I'm actually pretty surprised to hear that young Americans are having much less sex than their predecessors, to be honest. Um, Very, very interesting trend. No, because I hear this and it's kind of not not necessarily confusing, but the presumption is everyone is always doing more than it than you are. And with a younger society, which is, I would say, every generation is a little bit more liberal and a little bit freer than their older, more conservative generations. I would have thought that younger people are just at each other 24 seven. And I, I I would agree with that. You know, that would be my guess with looking at the trends of what's happening with generation. And if you look at the data, it's telling us the exact opposite. So listen to this. I'm not 100% sure this is, can be, you know, uh, relayed to other countries. But this was a study in the United States. I would make a guess that other young people are having the same sort of trend. The study comes out of San Diego University. It looked at sexual activity among young Americans between the year 2000 and 2008. So we're ruling out any social distancing from the coronavirus pandemic as a factor at all. So when I first looked at this headline, that, of course, would be would be the thought, right, that everyone is separated mm. for the last three to four months. So no one's having sex. They're just having sex, you know, remotely social distancing on their phones. But that's not the case for this study. So this study was published in a major medical journal. It took a look at. Remember, as I've mentioned before on the show, if the study includes about 18 people or 20 people, You can basically throw that out the window, but when it's 9,000 people, you know, 4,000 men and 5,000 women who took part in this this study, we can really rely on the data because it's a a large cohort of people. So what they noticed is that young men aged 18 to 34 and women aged 19 to 34 really had less sex than their parents and even their grandparents' generation, which is insane, right? Crazy. Well, you would think, like, I'm coming in here thinking, right, so you have more, um, you know, help with porn. You've got more help with sex toys. You know, there's so much out there that you can incorporate into your sex life that you would think would be more experimental. I agree with you, and I think that's a good 
point, Sersha, because I think that, you know, we have much more of an acceptance as a global society for all sorts of different sexual activity. People talk about it more. We have sexual education. People understand safe sex. So even if they were to partake in sexual activity, you know, many people can go under the assumption that if they engage in safe sex, they're protecting themselves. So one of the reasons, and, and here are the reasons why, and this is this is really interesting. So mm. if you look at the United States, teenage pregnancy is, is, is at an all-time low. So a lot of sexual health experts and public health officials felt that people were just engaging in safe sex, but it's not that in isolation. It's also that people are just not engaging in sexual activity at all. So that lessening of the teenage pregnancy rate is way down. One of the reasons that this study cited is because they think young adults are taking longer to grow into adulthood, which is really the fault of their parents, right? So when we talk about this snowflake generation that we like to say in the United States, yeah. kids are living with their parents for longer. They're, all of the activities relating to mating, reproduction, dating, living with a partner, pregnancy, birth, they're all way down. People are living with their parents more, they're hanging out with their parents more. It's a broader cultural trend toward delayed development to begin with. So a lot of people will graduate college and then move back in with their parents, whether it has been because of the economy or not. It precludes the, the practice of having sex with somebody else because you're living under the roof of the parents. That's that's one thing. The other that Sersha mentioned was definitely porn. What, what we see in, in the porn industry is that pornography actually negatively affects people sex lives and sex drive, right? So instead of mm. porn giving like an open door to people having sex, the libido, the sexual drive of both men and women are affected adversely if you're looking at porn all the time. And it actually affects men more than women. So what happens is, you know, if you're in a situation where you're hooking up, a lot of men that use pornography regularly find that they have a very difficult time getting aroused or getting into a sexual situation where they can complete the sexual act because they're so used to watching sex with kittens, sex with robots, sex with, you know, aliens, like all sorts of crazy stuff. So unless they're in like a college dorm room, room filled with like naked women ready to jump their bones, they can't get into the mood at all. You know what I mean? That's scary, isn't it? Does that affect them actually being turned on at all? Or, you know, is, is porn affecting people actually having an urge to have sex? I think it depends on the person, right? So if you look at, if you look at the porn habit, and the answer to that, Sarah, is it's sort of multifactorial. So you have to look at the porn habit. Porn habits can definitely cause problems in relationships if somebody is looking at porn chronically. And that's like more than three to four times a week, you know, and using that as the sole means of sort of getting off or becoming aroused. The problem with pornography is it pushes the limit a lot. And so there's a lot of airbrushing in pornography. There are a lot of people, you know, I did an article once years ago about how some porn stars are going through like a lot of plastic surgery. They're, you know, and, and for lack of a better phrase, they're literally like bleaching their anuses. <laughs> you know, that was one of the parts of the study. Like they're changing their bodies in such a way that is unrealistic for the average person. So when somebody gets, you know, in contact with body hair or they get in contact with people whose breasts may be uneven in size or even women whose guys have, you know, their testicles are uneven. And I'm only mentioning this because 50% of the population don't have symmetrical bodies. So it's very natural for our bodies not to be these perfect images where everything is so airbrushed and perfect. And so that's where 
we're social media. And it just, it's interesting, going back to, uh, you know, obviously the porn is a big impact, but going back to the fact that you're living at home with your parents and much, much longer, and even if you've lived out for a few years, if you want to get on the property ladder now and start saving up for a deposit, you're going back to live with your parents in maybe in your 30s and stuff like that. It'll be interesting because I'd say, I'd say that that's obviously going to delay people starting families, and that might, you know, maybe for, for both men and women present even greater problems if they do try and start a family later on and i'm wondering like in 50 years time what what's the story with having bigger age gaps between your parents and your children you know what i mean so there's all these knock-on effects from having beautiful governments over there when our rent markets have gone absolutely insane uh, and and now it's having not only a knock-on effect on you getting on the property ladder but listen it's had a knock-on effect on your sex life which will have a knock-on effect on your your future family life it's kind of yeah and it's such a smart observation actually because for trends that you just mentioned we're actually seeing on the coast of this country. So in the United States, like if you live on the coast, the, the age at which you get married has changed dramatically over the, the last few generations compared to the inside of our country where it has changed, but it hasn't changed as dramatically. But along with that is fertility issues, especially as women wait, you know, once you hit the age of 35, it becomes much harder across the board for any woman to have a baby. And the same thing is true for men. Their fertility starts to drop also around 35, 40. It definitely changes family planning. It changes the use of, in, you know, IVF, um, assisted fertility. Without a doubt, we're seeing those trends already, and I think they're just going to continue. In addition, in addition to living with your parents and also pornography, there are also other things that are happening right now. So over the last, you know, years that that study was in effect, the economy had a huge effect, and that has to do with people moving back with their families. But there are surging anxiety rates. And as Sersha mentioned before, we're a much more open society where we talk more about sex, we talk more sex relationships, but we're also talking more about anxiety and depression. And people are talking about that and they're becoming medicated more. So this is true globally, by the way. And just to mention, like in this pandemic, globally, the use of antidepressants has gone way up. One of the side effects of antidepressants is a less libido, lowered libido. So with more and more people on anti-anxiety medication, using things to relieve stress, smoking marijuana, taking antidepressants, all of those have a negative effect, effect on people's libido. And that has contributed also to people being in the mood and having sex. The other issue, of course, is is our access to social media. There's tons of other things to do. You know, when my parents, you know, would stay out late and sneak out of the house or whatever, they're going to hook up. Now, like, you can sit in your room and binge Netflix and Hulu all you want. There's so many different options just sitting in your bed. But the other issue, of course, is this epidemic of obesity, by the way, which has a huge effect on people's libido, huge. And the more overweight you are, the less the less of a sex drive you that you have. And this is true for both men and women. And it also affects your fertility adversely. So all of these things are playing into the reason that people are having less sex. And they're not all good, right? So you have You're these helicopter such, parents. such a happy <laughs> picture of the future, Jennifer. I'm just like, yeah. I know. Do you guys ever see the movie WALL-E? It's like a movie about a robot. It's, it's Disney. Yes, you may I be did. too young for this. You, you did see it. So everybody I at did. the end was in these scooters. Remember, Sarah? They were like obese, <laughs> and nobody was getting up for anything. That's oh, so basically the future go. of the United States. <laughs> That's tragic. The future of the world. Now, we're not too way, far behind us. In a way, it's good. I mean, it's good for population control and all the rest of it. But for us <laughs> as people, 
like Hi, not having, shit. How are you? Sorry, just saying. <laughs> not having sex, though, surely that is going to have a negative effect on our health. Definitely. And I mean, I think, you know, I think on the whole, you know, if we've talked about this before and we can talk about this going forward, what, how, you know, sex is actually part of a very good, healthy, you know, it's very healthy from a physical, mental standpoint. It's very healthy for the body. It's healthy for the mind. I think the issue is that, you know, hopefully as, you know, we're in a very tumultuous time, I think, as a world's population. There's a lot of stress. You know, certainly in the United States, we have a lot of political stress right now. Obviously, there are a lot of things going on. It negatively affects people's sex lives. You know, a lot of people were saying there's going to be a boon in children because of the pandemic, that everyone is just going to be having sex. And then nine months later, after the quarantine is lifted, we're going to have a whole view of like a coronavirus population. You know, not true according to the study. But hopefully, as we move forward with a with a culture that's more accepting and less stressful, some of this will lift. And, and the economy drives young people back into their homes, which of course with, of their parents, which lessens the chance of them being able to connect physically. But even looking at my kids, you know, the way that they connect with their friends is not face to face. You know, this, this social yeah. media has such a negative effect on interpersonal relationships. Not saying that I want my young children going out having sex, but you know, if they're inviting somebody over for a play date, they're not talking on the phone, they're texting. We're seeing it play into sexual health and sexual lives of people across across the globe. And it's it's something that absolutely is going to need to be addressed. And Cormac nailed it on the head. You know, we're going to see trends where people are having a hard time having children later on or starting families later on. And what that is, you know, our biological clocks haven't changed with the trends of people starting families later. So if you're over 35, you're still going to have challenges starting a family Whereas, you know, the, the marriage date was much younger, even 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, just on that then, we have good news for, you know, younger people that all your friends are claiming that they're having a lot of sex. They're not, actually. Nope. So that's good. Don't be freaking yourself nope. out. Uh, bad news is, though, we seem to be all getting uh, fatter, lazier, stuck into our phones <laughs> and having uh, less sex. And you know what? It, it, the human race And watching is, porn. And watching right. porn. And we're going to have a weird future, which will all wind up going extinct because we're not, we're not touching each other. <laughs> is there any advice you would give to people to reverse this trend. You know, I think people need to pay close attention to how how much they're on social media and getting in touch with people. You know, coming out of a pandemic and a closed down for a lot of this world is is really important that we know that, you know, social interaction is vital. And I think that, you know, we need to prioritize our bodies and our health, our mental health, our physical health and our sexual health. Having a healthy sex life is part of your overall well-being and good health. So, you know, as long as people are engaging in protected sex, unless they want to have a family, then it's very healthy and people can, you know, take precautions and have a healthy, thriving sex life. It's not something people should put on the shelf. It's, it's something that's really, really important. But I think what you said before, Cormac, is important. You know, there is stress for people and young people to think that they're having less sex, even couples. You know, if, I, if you interview young couples or even older couples and ask them how often they think their counterparts are having sex, always causes stress for people. They always think they're not having as much sex as they should. Something's wrong with their relationship. And in actuality, only 26% of couples are actually having sex. And this is couples in their 30s and 40s are only having having sex once a week, by the way. The majority Mm. of people in a study that I looked at were having sex twice a month was the average in married couples. So that's, you know, every other week. 
So people put so much stress on themselves to try to keep up and they're not, they're stressed and not having sex. And then they're even more stressed because they're not having enough sex. Um, <laughs> people should just relax and do what's good for themselves. We're a stressful generation, I think, unfortunately, which can have some negative health consequences. But, but that's what I think. Address the stress, you know, um, try to do things that lower the amount of stress you have in your life. And having sex is one of them. It's a great stress relief. Practice safe sex and have sex. Practice safe sex while having sex, my advice. Especially <laughs> We come out of the quarantine. I like that. <laughs> yeah. As long as it's consensual, I put the stamp on that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd like to think we wouldn't need to clarify that. But listen, no. just covering our backs here now. Uh, happy That's days. Right. Well, well, listen. Uh, I suppose a good, sound, uh, solid piece of advice there from, <laughs> from yourself, Doctor Wider. Which hopefully, you know, if you're listening to this now, um, you can adhere to that and maybe plan on sticking to to that kind of regime moving forward. Which is good. Put it in your advice. Google Calendar, right? <laughs> yeah. You can yeah. Schedule it in your Google calendar. <laughs> yeah, uh, make sure you just add the correct email addresses for people. Otherwise, that might be an awkward situation going, mm, whoopsie, I uh, didn't schedule having sex right. with you later on. Uh, where can people get you online, Dr. Wider? You can catch me at, at Dr. Wider across social media. Thanks, guys. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.